On this episode of The Trillist, we have... I had one guy tell me that I would only ever be successful as like his secretary and not as a computer science major. And we were literally in the same class. Like we were learning the same exact thing. And he told me, he was like, yeah, no, I could get you a job, but only as my secretary. I've had some interesting experiences in office hours where I've like showed up to office hours with a friend who was also in a sorority and you know maybe the professor thought we fit some sorority girl mold and sort of was really dismissive. For more chill content, follow the Trillis Instagram at T H E T R I L L E S T underscore podcast. And check out Sia's Insta at L I N D A L E B B I E. And if you like this video, and I know you do, just admit it, please rate. Our podcast it will help us with reaching more people and also share it with your friends, your family, your loved ones. Just share it. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this episode of The Trillist. On today's episode, I have two lovely ladies, Teal. Hi, everyone. And Purple. Hi. So before we begin, I would like to ask both of you to briefly tell me what your dream job goal in life is. I've always been sort of really interested and passionate about Pixar shorts when I was growing up. So I don't know, contributing to either the storyline or the animation would be really fun. I have always, ever since I was really little, been super interested in makeup. I kind of grew up doing dance and stuff, and a lot of makeup artistry ran kind of parallel to that. So maybe in another world or just in a few years, I would love to work somewhere in the makeup industry. Well, that's fire. Lucky for both of you in our lovely audience, the Trillis is sponsored by The Economist. So what that means is we have a special link for our listeners and your loved ones, if you want to share the love, go ahead and do that, to get a 12-week Economist subscription for just $19 for a digital subscription if you're a student, and $25 for a digital subscription if you are not. The Economist has wonderful articles about what's going on with business, whether that be the entertainment industry and the rush to create streaming platforms and services, Or with the makeup industry, such as uh, Rihanna's Fenty, all of what she's doing is now valued at several billion dollars. 
So make sure you get your life, go to our description and click on that link because you know you want to be knowledgeable. On today's episode, we will be discussing stereotypes and stigmas specifically relating to women or men, but today we will be talking about women who are in Greek life, Greek organizations, and who are also very, very intelligent and are in the hard sciences, STEM, which stands for science, technology, engineering, and math. To begin, could both of you please let us know what part of that acronym, the science, the technology, engineering, or math that you're a part of. Uh, If you want, you can share your major. If you don't, you don't have to. But let us know why you specifically chose this uh, field to study and go into. I am a math econ major. And actually, well, the math is, you know, pretty obvious. It comes from the math part of the acronym. But uh, economics was recently added to the, the STEM category um, at Penn as well. I think it was like the last Ivy to do so. So yeah, I'm like a double STEM. <laughs> I feel like part of the reason that I loved physics was because no one else did and I was good at it. So it sort of felt like I was doing something different and cool. And I could tell that my teacher really appreciated that I was into it. I ended up not taking AP physics, I think because it was at the same time. Oh, I took modern physics instead because it was like more of uh, like just like interesting stuff, not like sort of the same, not sort of like the formulaic physics that you normally learn about. It was like string theory and stuff like that. So I was sort of more into it. Um, But yeah, there wasn't really a push for physics at my school. There was more of a push for, I guess, definitely computer science. And everyone was sort of looking to um, go pre-med or business and I don't know. I just felt like physics was like more for me. I am a computer science major and I'm also um, getting a math minor. So I guess that would be the math and technology or engineering. I don't know. Kind of all of STEM, which is exciting. Um, And I decided to major in this just because when I was in high school, um, there was a big push, I think, with my grade in high school to kind of get people more into computer science specifically. And I was between majoring in that and political science and um, political science just seemed a lot more limiting. Like I didn't really know what I wanted to do post-grad. And obviously, as I said in the beginning, like I am also really interested in makeup. I feel like I could go in a billion different directions and computer science just seems like a, a great foundation to set myself up for doing anything, you know? Yeah, that's really great. And I want to tell both of you that I really, really, really admire you because as someone, I, growing up, I'm I'm here at Penn, right? So I had to be good at the STEM kind of quantitative aspects of life, but it wasn't my passion. And I attended like summer programs and so on that was uh, marketed or focused on science and STEM and coding, but just it never drew me in. So I love that you both are women in fields that are very, that aren't diverse, you know, when it comes to uh, gender equity and equality. So to, to push off on that, could you please 
let me know your experience of being young woman in STEM. And I also want to say STEM has now transitioned into STEAM uh, because as Teal spoke about this earlier, with art, Pixar, that's very mathematical and there's a lot going on there. So art has now been added to the acronym. But to go back to my original question, were there circumstances in class or interactions with people, professors, peers in general that you felt that you should not pursue this field of study based on your gender? And if so, could you let us know why your motivation continued and why you're still passionate about what you do? Because as we know, discouraging comments can uh, break people, sadly, not for everyone, but yeah. I can go first with this one. And actually, this is like, as you were describing that, my I feel like my blood boiling because I swear I had the most infuriating experiences, specifically um, as a freshman or sophomore. I'm a senior now, um, kind of going through the computer science general requirements. Um, in high school, I definitely noticed that there were a lot more guys that took computer science classes. Um, I never really received any comments about it and my teachers were super supportive. Um, and then I think when I trans transferred into college, um, you're put into these gigantic classes, they're gigantic lectures and you don't know anyone and there's a lot less getting to know the professor and stuff. So I just kind of off the bat was feeling a little bit floundery. Um, and then just some of the comments that I received were so terrible <laughs> like I'm laughing but they're literally so terrible like I had one guy tell me that I would only ever be successful as like his secretary and not as a computer science major and we were literally in the same class like we were learning the same exact thing and he told me he was like yeah no I could get you a job but only as my secretary I was like oh okay and then there were also a bunch of um it's a good, this is not to, this sounds, I'm not trying to say that I'm cute. I'm just saying someone literally said to me, it's a good thing you're cute because you're really bad at this. So that sucked. And then one time I was in office hours and someone told me like, it really seems like you're miserable. It really seems like you picked the wrong major. Like I am, I feel bad for you almost because you picked the wrong major. Like this isn't for you. And that was like sophomore year. And God, like I was already beating myself up because computer science at Penn is really, really hard. I'm sure you've heard. Um, and this stuff doesn't really come naturally to me. Like I definitely feel like I'm at more of a disadvantage than a lot of people where math kind of comes more naturally. Like I've really had to work super hard at it. And then to just be getting comments like that, God, it made me so mad. It still makes me mad. Like to this day, there are people that I hold grudges against that I like see in my classes. And I'm like, nope, I hate you because you were really, really awful to me that one time. Um, so yeah, safe to say I have faced the disparaging comments, but if anything, it's just made me want to finish the degree more and just show everyone that I could do it, you know? Purple, I'm actually gasping. Yeah, like, no, it was pretty bad. Said, <laughs> I, I might not have as many concrete sort of comments that, that as the ones that you mentioned, but everything you said is so relatable. I also, I don't know if it's something that we like create in our minds, but I also feel that math isn't I'm when I, although I'm really passionate about math and everything quantitative I don't feel like I'm one of those people that can just sit in the front of a math like 360 lecture 
and not take any notes and just process what the professor is saying and sort of like bant with the professor. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Like I, I really have to go home and attack the material in order to stay on top of it and put in a lot of work. And I feel like, I don't know if it's sort of something that I've created, but I feel like I'm the only woman like sitting in the front of these lectures, like always asking questions, always sort of just trying to be really aggressive about making sure that I understand everything. And I don't know if it's, I feel like everyone around me is noticing, if that makes sense. Like all the other men in the class are really chill and they're just like getting it. And I'm the one that's sort of on edge. I don't know if that makes sense, but um, I've had some interesting experiences in office hours where I've like showed up to office hours with a friend who was also in a sorority. And, you know, maybe the professor thought we fit some sorority girl mold and sort of was really dismissive and act and acting like we were really stupid. And it was, I don't know, I, I felt like it was really disrespectful because it was an upper level math class. But, um, but yeah, I think there's definitely discouraging moments, but for me, it just, it, it really, like you said, like makes me want to finish the degree even more. Like I want to be able to say that I did it. Yeah. I just, I also didn't really mention um, the office hours aspect of it, but I've definitely the off I've, I've received, um, from a lot of the male computer science professors, they were actually okay. I did notice with some of the math professors, I think, which might be what you were talking about. Like I did get some dismissive comments and also from some of the TAs or just other people in my classes who would be like, oh, you would flirt with the TAs or whatever. Like stop. And I'm like, I'm not, I'm literally here to get work. Like I'm here to get help. And I just feel, I also relate to not getting it. Like I remember I have this one really um specific experience where I was in CIS 160 office hours and other freshman boys were like literally debating back and forth between which answer was right so confidently and just absolutely like no thought just able to unleash what they thought was correct without any like fear of people thinking they were wrong and I was sitting next to this other girl in my class and she was like this is funny because they're both so like they both have the wrong answer and we were both too scared to like speak up and say anything because we were like, oh, we don't fit. Like we don't know what we're doing, but we both had the right answer and these two boys didn't. So I feel like that's kind of just a, an experience that represents the whole being a woman in STEM <laughs> thing. I wanted to also say, I've been talking about the math part more than the econ part. Maybe it's, maybe because it's more of my insecurity than econ. I feel like I'm more comfortable in my econ classes I don't know if it's also because there are more women in my classes, but I definitely don't feel this stigma as much in econ. And I, I actually was trying to reflect on how many, I guess, non-male teachers I've had or professors I've had um, in my major. And I think I only had one and that was intro to micro. And I'm really grateful for that experience because I think my professor did a really great job of making me feel comfortable personally. And I guess I'm just glad that my introduction to my major was with a woman. Wow. Thank you both for sharing. My mouth was literally agape at the crazy comments that came at both of you. And you think of when it comes from professors, people who are supposed to be teaching you that they are not respecting their duty of being fair and equal and are throwing all this extra shit, excuse my language, at women who are trying to succeed. So I'm sorry that 
you both had to experience those disparaging comments. You both had to feel insecure because of how the environment that was fostered and set up. And it just reminds me not to take away from what you both said, but I've spoken to friends, uh, BIPOC friends who are pre-med and they have similarly spoken about this atmosphere of you're not good enough, it might take longer to get something and professors are also disparaging and so on. So I'm so sorry it's happened and the world needs to get it right, you know, and I feel like leaders of the your respective majors, minors, departments need to look at this and find a way how to better the system because this is disgusting and a reason why you don't see a lot of uh, woman representation within STEM or STEAM. So thank you both for sharing those powerful stories. You kind of touched on this. Well, I would say like Teal spoke about this with the math professor dismissing you and another young lady who was in a sorority. But have you noticed that disparaging comments come after people know that you are a part of a Greek organization? If you haven't personally experienced it, have you seen it happen to other young women who are also in STEM, STEAM, and have received backlash? for what they choose to do in their free time and socially? Yeah, so I was thinking about this question a lot because um, in the other question, I had like concrete examples that have been burned into my brain of people saying stuff to me because I'm a woman. And I feel like with the sorority thing, it's a lot less concrete, but I've definitely noticed it. Um, I think a lot of it that I've noticed is when I'm making friends in my STEM classes and then they end up realizing I'm in a sorority, whether it's because of something I'm wearing or I have a sticker on my laptop or whatever. It's more so met with just like a bunch of questions from people who can't seem to fathom that I can do both, which is very strange to me because um, I think especially at Penn, sororities really aren't this gigantic thing. It's just, I kind of joined one just because I was having a hard time making friends and wanted an easier way to like make female friends, especially because I was in all these engineering classes and didn't know that many women. Um, So I'm always confused by that reaction. And then I also do think that um, it leads to people kind of thinking you're not as smart, which I don't love, but I think it's definitely just a lot of confusion about how could you possibly be doing both and I know for a fact well one of my friends is in mechanical engineering and she actually held a very important she was like on the exec board of my sorority as well and I know that she in mechanical engineering it was a lot more pronounced like she got a lot of comments about it um and people kind of making fun of her for being in a sorority or like oh can you not come to this because you're in a sorority and I mean she's like she's incredibly smart she has a great GPA great job everything I'm like you can Nothing about what you do outside of class matters if you're still getting your work done, in my opinion, especially because we go to an Ivy League school. And I think sororities here aren't the big stereotypical rah-rah sororities that you would think of. I definitely agree with everything you said. I don't think there it's as concrete, the sorority versus just being a woman in STEM. But the questions and the confusion is something that I feel all the time, like people wondering 
how can you be in a major that's so sort of like intellectual and academic, but still want to be so basic and so like shallow that you want to be in a sorority. Like that's what I'm, that's what I feel from people. And even more, maybe, you know, separate than maybe seeing like a stick on my laptop, like you said, or apparel or anything like that at the risk of sounding shallow, like people assume that I like, that I'm not like other women in my major. I don't know. Like, I think people just get maybe a ditzy vibe sometimes, especially in math, not so much econ. And I don't know if it's something I'd really like to know if I'm creating that in my head or if it's something that's environmental. Oh my God. I totally relate. I, I have actually had that exact same thought process because I've always thought like, oh, I come across, I make jokes about it too, which probably isn't good because that's negative, negative self-talk. You're supposed to build yourself up, but I make jokes about it being like, oh, I feel like I come across as super dumb. I feel like people think that I'm not that smart. Um, and I can't, once again, like I don't have any concrete examples of that, but I do feel like if I walk into office hours or into class wearing merch for my sorority and then sit in the back, I'm not a sit in the front type of person, um, like sit in the back and take my notes and whatever. I do feel like I kind of perpetuate that and whether it's within my own head or whether it's actual vibes I'm picking up on, it's really weird. It just, if you can't tell, I'm having a lot of <laughs> imposter syndrome issues. <laughs> Or like you, you're not, we don't want to work with you on the homework because you're just going to party all weekend and you're probably not even going to contribute or you're just asking for the answer because like you think you can just like get the answer from us or I don't know, just that sort of thing. No, literally. And by the way, you can party and do your homework at the same time. It's not an either or type of situation. So in, I think that's fact, also I encourage important. It. I encourage I that. Healthy work-life balance. Seriously. <laughs> Thank you for for mentioning that because very, very true. And I didn't even think about that uh, in terms of group work. And I know Wharton, a lot of their classes are group work uh, based. I don't know much about engineering or like the mathematical econ side of the college, but that's really shitty. And Thanks for bringing up that you can do both. You're full round, rounded beings. You can do whatever you want and still be successful. So thanks for sharing. And to kind of flip the question, has there been instances when you've been in a Greek life event or been chilling with Greek life people and they are surprised that you major in what you do? God, <laughs> don't get me started on frat boys. <laughs> okay, so yes, basically yes, um, all the time. And I think less so now, I mean, especially because we are in a pandemic and no one's going out and I'm also a senior and I'm not meeting new people. Like I kind of know everyone at this point in the whole Greek life circle that I interact with. But when I was a freshman and a sophomore and getting to know new people, I think it was a really supportive energy from the girls in my pledge class or girls in other sororities that I started to get to know. And it was like, wow, that's so awesome of you or something like that. No one ever said anything negative about, about me being an engineer within my sorority or like any woman ever, really. I think the general environment in Greek life between women is really supportive, I think, at least like in my sorority and I would hope in a bunch of other sororities. But when you go and you're interacting because you know Greek life, very heteronormative. You have your mixers with fraternities. 
And the second you mention you're an engineer, it's like, oh, I never would have expected that. And that's not necessarily a disparaging comment, but it is weird. Like when you start actually thinking about it and like, oh, well, what would it mean if you did expect that? Or, oh, you didn't expect it. So what does that mean? Like, especially if you're already having all of these insecurities about stuff, like being in your major, being one of the only women, and then comments like that happen. And they're so common that you kind of brush them off. But I was thinking about it recently. And I was like, what is that? What impact does that have? I can't even tell you. But it's just literally, I've never introduced myself to a new person when I'm out at a party, um, a new person being like a man, and had them be like, wow, that's great. And just not say anything. They're always just like, oh, I'm surprised or something, which is weird. Why would you be surprised? You can do both once again. For me, the, the reaction that I feel when I say that I'm a math econ major is, why would you why would you do that to yourself? That sounds so hard. Like, what you could just enjoy your time at college more if you just like were an econ major only, or I don't know, you know, why are you putting all that extra work on yourself? Is sort of what I feel when I when I tell them I'm a math econ major. Yeah, it's interesting because people don't realize that you're that major because you enjoy it and you're pursuing it because even though it uh, is difficult and you do have your moments, that's what you love, you know? So that assumption about, well, if you just had an econ major, you would be living the high life. Well, you're doing what you're doing because you love it and that's part of your version of the high life. So thank you for bringing that up, Teal. And Purple, I uh, really loved what you brought up and touched on because the reason why I initially thought of this episode is because I was inspired by someone else who is also in Greek life and is very smart. She's gorgeous as well, and you both are really gorgeous women, and you fit the um, ideal of beauty, you know, and greater in the greater American context. And a lot of times people like to assume that if someone is stereotypically beautiful and thin and popular and so on, they aren't intelligent. When I'm a psych minor and we study the halo effect and a lot of beautiful, stereotypical, attractive people are very successful in multiple endeavors, including academics. So there is a false connection between people believing that if you're attractive and popular and in Greek life, you can't be academically brilliant and successful. And people thinking that if you're academically brilliant and successful, you can't be attractive and popular and so on. And I just wanted to bring this conversation to the forefront uh, because it's incorrect and we need to stop thinking in binaries. Because life is not a binary. It's very messy. It's postmodern. And it's important to recognize the dichotomies and multifacets of people's identities. I also have been thinking about that a lot. And I mean, one of the other comments that I didn't mention earlier that I got from being a woman was something about I had my hair dyed blonde at the time. I'm not a natural blonde. Like, I don't know. I was going through a phase. And some kid sat next to me and he was like, yeah, I sat next to you because you're the only blonde in this class. And I was like, what the fuck? Am I allowed to swear? Because that's genuinely my reaction. <laughs> like, And then he treated me like I was an idiot the whole time. Just I, I feel like it was all because my hair was dyed blonde. 
And it's like, I don't want to sit here and be like, oh my God, the I like I fit the standard of beauty or whatever. But like, it's just weird that stuff like that happens. And it's still ha- like it happened. There are so many baddies in my STEM classes. And I'm like, <laughs> why are they all treated like this? It's weird. And it's all by men. Like it's never by other women. It's all by other crusty men. Am I allowed to say men are crusty too? You can cut this out. I'm just, it's crusty. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. The weakest links. Purple, purple, you're cracking me up. I love it. Oh, thanks. <laughs> and yeah, I agree that heteronormative men who play into society's several fucked up systems are the worst. They're the weakest links. And, uh, they need to do better. So it sucks that that happens. And I'm glad that you both, like you and other women in your fields, your respective fields of study, are living embodiments. Even if they aren't in uh, Greek life, they're living embodiments of, no, I'm fighting against patriarchy and I'm taking over. And you can sit there mouth agape and be an idiot and say stupid shit, but I'm still going to chase this bag and chase these A's and and do me. So thank you for, for doing that because I believe representation is so powerful and you guys are doing the damn thing. Thanks. It feels good. Like when you actually like reflect on it and being one of the only girls doing stuff like this, it's it's really cool. So I'm definitely like proud of myself for getting this far. And I'm, I mean, I'm planning on graduating with the major. And I think that looking back on that, like four years ago, little freshman purple, um, <laughs> she'd be super like impressed with me. So I think I agree. I'm proud of myself if I'm allowed to gas myself a little bit. <laughs> yeah. And I, I really agree with what you said, Sia, that as horrible as, as the circumstances are sometimes, the the maybe feeling out of place and the the sort of extra challenge is also what drew me in and made me want to continue to pursue this major. Like I, I like that people are shocked and ask questions and I don't know if that's good or bad that people, you know, that, that I'm playing into it, but I don't know, it sort of drives me. There's a Michelle Obama quote that was my senior year of high school quote. And it was like the best way I'm butchering this, <laughs> uh, but it's basically the best way to get me to work the hardest is to doubt me. And as a Capricorn, I've always uh, felt this way. I stayed back in first grade. I was in remedial math and English classes and was not academically astute. And now I'm at an Ivy League institution and am successful in it, not to like blow steam up my butt, but <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I definitely uh, empathize and feel what you just said, Teal, with when people kind of doubt or question, it kind of feeds your drive to succeed and do great and and reach the stars that you've set up and aligned for yourself. So thank you for speaking on that. So to wrap up this wonderful episode, I want to ask a question that could be answered in like one or two sentences. What is one misconception of girls and sororities at Penn? Or this could be, I don't know, in movies, American Pie, whatever, in relation to academics that you would like to debunk? 
And this doesn't have to be just about girls who are in STEM, STEAM. This can be girls, I don't know, majoring in communication or whatever. Some misconception that you see is attributed, some stigma that's attributed to STEM girls that you're like, this isn't true and I have friends that are badasses and this and that. Yeah, um, that we're smart. I think that's the biggest thing. Um, I also think, I know, I think at Penn, it's very common for people that aren't in Greek life to just think that people in Greek life are all as a collective unit, not smart and not hardworking, but we all got into Penn and we're all here. We didn't come here to be in a sorority. We came here to do school, like do our shit so that we can get good jobs. And, um, I think that that's the biggest thing. Like girls in sororities are smart and they're awesome and they're fun and you can be smart and also do well in your classes i just like wish and hope that to maybe limit the snap judgments when you see these greek letters or whatever it may be apparel laptop stickers and like for other people in your class to keep an open mind because i know the assumption like purple said is that we're not as smart as everyone else because you know we give off the ditzy sorority vibe but you know that's I guess wishing for no snap judgments is sort of a, an impossible, um, you know, ask, but that's, that would be my hope. I always say that everyone at Penn is at Penn for a reason. I feel like athletes also get this as well, the ditzy vibe or whatever. No, people are smart and they're intelligent and they're here at the same institution that has an incredible uh, admissions rate, not to say that people at other institutions aren't intelligent as well, but people are here for a reason. So stop giving them shit about what they do or how they got here and so on. We're people, we're smart, respect us. And I just want to thank both of you so much from the bottom of my heart for coming on. I know listeners who might also be in STEAM or pre-med or pre-law or whatever will relate. And not only will they relate, I feel like they'll be very inspired by your stories and your the way that you manage to shake it off, in the words of Florence and the Machine and Taylor Swift, and continue chasing your dreams. So thank you. Wait, can I can I add one more thing? Because I just can't not comment on the athlete thing. Like that could be a whole nother episode. I think athletes have that stigma, maybe even worse than Greek life people at Penn. I think Penn is pretty, I mean, it's not perfect, but I think compared to other maybe Southern schools or state schools, it's pretty good in terms of stigmas with Greek life. But athletes, I think they, you know, people, I've heard things like they're only succeeding in this class because they have free tutoring or I don't know. I think I think that could be a really interesting episode, but I just wanted to I just wanted to add that in there. Yeah, thanks for bringing that up. And actually, uh, season one, there's an episode with athletes. It's season one, episode thirteen. It's titled "D One: Being a Student Athlete at Penn," and I have someone who was in soccer, another who's a rower, and another who's in football. And they speak on the stereotypes that they get and their experiences being a student athlete, a D1 athlete at an Ivy League institution and all of the things that come with that. So make sure after this episode, you go on and check it out because what Teal just mentioned is so true.
Thank you all for listening. I wish you a wonderful day, peace, and love. If you could please rate and leave a comment on this podcast, that would be great. It would help us be more easily identifiable on iTunes and so on and grow our listenership and tell your friends. Thank you. For more chill content, visit the Trillis underscore podcast on Instagram, T-H-E-T-R-I-L-L-E-S-T underscore podcast. And also visit Sia's Instagram at L-I-N-D-A-L-E-B-B-I-E. Thank you.